This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Audible, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free 30-day trial at audiblepodcast.com forward slash bcpod. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Joey. Yo, yo, yo. Matt. Uh, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> yo, I got something to say. Three, two, two. It's going to be four. Oh, holla. Yo, that's Toby's birthday. Four, oh. It's the Bad Christian Podcast. Yeah. Four, oh, the man's going to turn old and he's going to die soon because four, oh, you can't live too much. After that, it's a fact. So bringing it back is the challenge of Please, the day. For my birthday, could you <laughs> shut the hell up? Somebody told me the other day, they said, I, you know, I, I really enjoy all the stuff you do on that show, your podcast, everything. You see, it's so hilarious, though. You have that Jabberjaw intro. Then it's like the intro where this is the Bad Christian podcast. Then there's the intro for, where you talk for two minutes. And then Toby and Joey do an intro. So I don't know why you need four intros for every show. We love introing. <laughs> We've always been just so excited to do intros. The actual meat of the podcast, we hate. I it. Right. No, no idea what to do there. Toby, right. it's the most boring part. Toby, sure. when my dad turned 40, I was like, holy shit. And I'm not crashing on you. I, I'm there just in a year and a half. Yeah. It blows my mind. It just. What I are you, 38 right now? Yeah, I'll turn 39 in August. So right, it's so. just, I cannot believe it. Like, I was thinking that y'all know how my mind works. I, yeah. You've known me now for almost half of your life. Wow. Like, that's crazy. You're 40 years old, and you met me when you were about 21 years old. I mean, it's just yep. unbelievable. Hey, Matt, so Toby was talking <laughs> worst, to— Worst 20 years of my life. <laughs> if, if I would have known, if somebody would have said, hey, these, these first 20 have been rad and kick ass, this next 20, uh... <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to believe. Uh, so, so Toby was talking to me uh, about a Friday night coming up. He said he's thinking about having a birthday celebration. Hey, why don't you talk about my birthday for me? You're, yeah, that's you're what tell, I'm doing. Tell everybody about my birthday plans. Okay, sure. So basically what he's saying is he's, he's figuring out what he would like, and he said what I would really like, and he named a bunch of guys that, that we dig hanging out with. Man, just having some whiskey, some really good food. Jessica would make that and just kind of talk uh, you know, about sports theology, kind of like your, your C.S. Lewis uh, Tolson uh, night sort of thing, or is it? Yeah, J.R.R. Yeah. R. Tolson. Yeah. Yeah, JR. So you're actually telling about my birthday plans that I want to do, and you're getting it wrong. <laughs> and then he said, then he said, Tulsa. but maybe I should just invite girls. And it sounded such like a middle school question. I mean, should, should I just school. have a regular party with the girls coming to? Like, well, why would you even consider that? It's your birthday party. Screw the girls. And you clearly if you don't, don't want, want them girls there. there. Right. <laughs> that's not that I just think, well, it'd be really fun just to be a, with dudes, like just hanging out, being guys, cutting up, making jokes that are probably bad. Right. And just kind of have, I'm turning 40 shit, mm -hmm. man. <laughs> so I, I mean, I want to, uh, you know, I just want to have a good time and cut up with some dudes and around a fire. I want to do manly things. I want to have a fire. I want to have a cigar. I want to have whiskey and beer, <laughs> some meat with blood maybe still in it a little bit. And that's what I want to do. And I do think, although it might, it would be fun to have their, those guys wives there. 
I think it won't be as fun for me. So I'm thinking I'm just going to have a oh, well, guy of course. only why would you even have, Why would yeah. you have any, even any internal I feel drama? Some guilt. I feel guilt. I don't know. About what? Yeah. Like uh, the two specific just, women or just that you need to be a more progressive human or what? Yeah, just that. I mean, Jess and I aren't the best at hanging out with people anyway. And then I just, even when I do hang out, I put limits on it of the sexuality of the person. <laughs> so Not the sexuality, the gender. The, the, gender. the gender, I'm sorry. not the se- Well, maybe the sexuality. <laughs> no, just straight, the gender. You only want straight yeah. men there. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> It's my birthday, damn it. I'll do it. No, only the, the, the gender, the limitations on the gender for sure. But I, I mean, I guess y'all are right. I mean, Joey was like, yeah, you should do whatever you want. I, 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 nobody should get mad at me for what I want to do for my birthday. I've my got an idea birthday. for it. You know how what they is? do those redneck parties and it's ironic. Everybody gets to be white trash or a right. hipster party. People get to do those theme parties and everybody loves to dress up or whatever. Yes. You should just have a, like a dude party or something like that. But it's like, instead of dressing up like white trash, all the women have to come as men, like stereotype men, like they'll wear <laughs> fake mustaches and say dub bears. And like, they have to be in character the whole time to come. Yeah. They had, they had to tell dirty jokes. Like, like one of those ironic parties that actually would be pretty fun. I don't think you should do it. You would actually hate it, but that's a pretty good idea. You have a man party for mixed genders, but you have to come as a man and, you know, play the character like a man the whole time. That would be fun. The reverse of that yep. would not be fun, by the way. What, guys dressed up as girls? Yeah, a girl party, and guys had to come and dress like the Bud Light guys when they dressed as girls and act girly, and, you know, it probably wouldn't be as fun. No. I definitely think if if girls were there, you would be in more conscious of other people in entertaining mode. Right. Of course, of course. Why, why the hell would you have that? I mean, it, and right. no, it's not like when you throw a boy party, the girls are going to say, why wasn't I invited? It's just, oh, that's because true. it's dudes. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do that then. I think it, I had the other day, uh, I was thinking about something, and Toby was talking about, was going to, he was talking about his diet or working out a few months back and saying he was going to be in the best shape of his life when he was 40. That's what it was. And he was yes. talking about that, and I was thinking, yeah, oh, that will be interesting. Like, I was trying to imagine what things will be like in that far off distant future. Like, will we still be a band? Will we be doing this, that, whatever? And I realized, oh, you mean like in two months? <laughs> you know like it didn't occur yeah. to me at all when you were going through that that, that was that was like literally eight weeks of dieting that right <laughs> precipitating your 40th birthday i was just picturing like i wonder where you'll live at that time like what will be the the journey to be 40 and then like you said best shape of your life or whatever but i will have to congratulate you just in hey, about eight it, or 12 man. weeks so you are yeah. probably in the best shape of your life probably are. yeah i i think i've done it like as far as I'm I'm about 200 pounds even, and I have the most muscle that I've had in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> so that's still not like that's what I I think I said this last week or whatever. But it's so frustrating though. Like we were on tour, and Andy, who was drumming for us, hasn't hardly worked out. He tore his Achilles, so he's been kind of going light. You know, he works out some, and I mean, compared to me, like he barely works out. I eat a very strict diet. I work out all the time. I only have few cheat meals here and there like when we went on the trip that was the time that i drank beer i don't really drink beer at home uh you know just really pretty strict and people if they saw me walking down the beach they would go yeah look at that guy they wouldn't think man that guy works out or man that guy eats healthy they would just go he's a dude i mean you know what i mean like it might not even show and that's what's so frustrating you need to walk around with a trucker hat that has a before picture of you when you weighed 260 pounds on it all the time that way you can feel better and people will yeah, know, right. know what progress you've made. Like, you just need a T-shirt. You can make it the mall with a picture from you from, you know, 1996. 
<laughs> That's true. In 1996, I weighed 280 pounds. But I mean, oh, when I when I step crazy? on that scale and I say to myself, "Hey, I weigh five more. I weigh. Right. I'm 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 in my late 30s, and I weigh five pounds more than I did when I graduated high school." I say that very proudly. I mean, right? You're way better than that. You're still five pounds heavier than high school. Yeah, when I graduated. Man, you're a fat piece of shit. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. Uh, I it's it, it's crazy. Like I I don't think I'm having a midlife crisis. I don't think I will. I kind of have just a, a brain that's young. I don't, I never think of myself as old, so I don't know if I'll go through that. But it is weird to go forty. It almost seems foreign. Like that doesn't seem that crazy. Like it doesn't seem real that I'm going to turn forty. You don't have some 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 wild urge to go buy a convertible. No, not at all. <laughs> Nothing like that. Like, I, I want to buy a, a digital camera or, or something like work stuff. I want to do stuff like that and learn and learn stuff. I don't have any desire to, like, buy a Corvette or anything like that. That, that just doesn't even make sense to me. Maybe it's because we have young kids, too. But, yeah. I mean, there's nothing in me that's like, I, I got it all out. Like, touring with the band, I don't care about traveling. Right. I don't care about going different places. I like chilling. I yeah. mean, seriously. It's so weird because, like, there's not one person that looks at our age demographic and thinks, oh, yeah, those are younger adults. Right. Like, kids, they yeah. just look at us and they're just like, those are just men. Yeah. Like, they, I mean, because I was a school teacher at a young age and I was known as the young guy, the young teacher, the cool, hip, young person. And now they're, I mean, nobody sees me as anything young. It's just, I'm a guy. No, that's what I told the crowd the other night at our show. They we were talking about. I don't remember what the question was. I was like, "Well, you. I mean, you guys realize he, here we are, the people that are our fans at those coffee shops doing those acoustic shows. We are the adults in the world. Like they asked, like what, how has times changed since we've been in a band or something like that? Do you get flack from people? I was like, we are the people, right? This is the people. You are in your thirties. You have a babysitter tonight. We're the adults in the world right now." And like everybody, this generation, maybe, I mean, I feel this way, so I'm kind of projecting on other people. I still feel like the kid, the kid from the school, the, the totally. guy that's doing this thing, you know, now I don't feel like an adult. I don't know if the previous generation said that, but I don't think people in their 30s with kids, a lot of them that I run into or I'm around, I don't think that they even get it yet that we're the adults in the world. I know. <laughs> that's it. It's not even I, well, close. Here's the problem is because I know how stupid I am. I feel like I got so much to learn that I don't at all feel like when, when you're taught what an adult is, that is the person you're supposed to trust mm -hmm. and that they're going to help you and lead you and guide you. And they and know now, stuff. I'm, I'm not that. <laughs> I'm not no. that. Like I'm, sometimes I'm petrified to like lead my kids because I'm like, man, damn it. I want to do the right thing. And I don't think I'm the best leader. I'm not the best dad or, or whatever it might be. So that's scary. That keeps me there, too. Like, I always think, look to somebody older, no matter yeah. what, because you don't know what in the hell you're doing. I right? have a little bit of a theory about that uh, that I think is kind of indicative of maybe where we're at, or at least something that I think normally. And I think that some of the previous generations that we were raised by – kind of caused that and so i'm always been uh, you know pretty negative on authority structures and and education systems and schools and authority and church and politics all those things rub me the, the wrong way right but part of it is i think they set up my whole experience growing up is matt you're stupid you don't know uh you'll see one day uh, we know we're the adults, we are the authority, and the main point is you're a kid, so you don't know. That's the way I still feel. I feel like when I was a kid, I was not treated 
well, I, was, I was treated like a, a kid, like an object, not like a, a smaller, younger adult. A, a younger, smaller person is what a kid is to me. And I feel like school and all the systems we're in say, oh, that's a kid. That's so-and-so's kid. They're just a kid, not a person who is younger. Yeah. And so I think that sets you up to never really come. I mean, that's just the way that I've been treated is like, when, when is the time that I'm growing? So I've always kind of rejected that that line of thinking anyway. But I didn't ever have a really great time in school or nothing. Nothing like that. I don't know if y'all did or not. Joey maybe did, but what about when you got to college? Did you like it then, or you still you just are against that education stuff in general, right? Like, like the- I'm not against education. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. This, <laughs> this, this is like what I don't stuff. understand. Well, this is what I don't understand. Like, I, uh, you know, had this idea about the, the death of the sermon and all this stuff, and you kind of are uh, almost against that and thinking that there needs to be a dude up there teaching it. But you're like the number one person I know that always when you hear a teacher almost never felt challenged and always kind of just, against them standing up there and giving you generalized information. No, but I, in well, church, you apparently like it. Well, I, I really, really, really can't believe how silly and ridiculous, and this is a crazy sounding statement, but how dumb school and education system are. It's just so backwards. I had bad experiences. You're calling in America's in teachers dumb? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, definitely. I've met two smart ones so far in my life. I mean, I've had like three good teachers in my lifetime. Joey like, and I both got our I know, I know. I think that's weird. But I'm just saying, from my experience, this is what my experience is like, for instance. I just think that the people that I like or look up to, I don't think school is... I I don't look up to a lot of people who just did well in education and in the system. I like other stuff. But that's just me. I understand in a way. But I feel like... uh all right, things either get better or they get worse. So look at anything. Look at cars. Cars and car manufacturing gets better all the time, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just like this yeah, free open totally. thing, and cars get better and better all the time, and uh, computers get better all the time. There's so many things that as time goes on, they just get better and better and better. Now, here's three things that do not incrementally improve. Politics, most religious stuff, and most religious systems and the education system. They don't continually get better. Don't, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would agree. That doesn't, I mean, it's just a super inefficient, seems like a bad uh, system to me. I've always, I think probably school is better than when I went to elementary school, but it's the same formula. But uh, maybe in some ways, but not in any way. It's not the system we use for school is the, is a one that was built in the, 1800s yeah, right. to disseminate information yeah. across cultures out of textbooks. I mean, it just is absolutely ridiculous. So the system stayed the same. Technology got better, maybe helped it. But yeah, right. The system is basically the same. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying I have all kinds of, of problems with it. I don't like it. I never fit in good there. Uh, like, I mean, for instance, when I went to when I was graduating high school, I had this, you know, English teacher, Miss Cook. And so I never got along with any teachers. That's probably not a big surprise. And they didn't like me uh, very much. But it was just, you know, I was cut up clown, not really work really hard or care about grades right. and stuff, but di- whatever. And so end of the school year, I go to Miss Cook and say, Miss Cook, you know, I know I've given you a hard time, but I really enjoyed it. I wasn't like getting suspended or anything bad at school. I just, whatever, didn't, I guess, didn't take it seriously. And I said, Miss Cook, sorry if I gave you a hard time. I really enjoyed you. Thanks for being a teacher, all this stuff or whatever. She looked at me and said, Matt, please don't even bother. You're about to leave here. You're going to go to college. You're going to fail out and you're never going to do anything. So save it, please. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. But, I mean, that you know, that's what she thought of me. I got cut from the – I tell this story at, at our shows. I got cut from the choir in the third grade. You know, I, could, I didn't even – and I don't. I just don't think any of that stuff means anything, the school and the system and the – it just doesn't seem to mean anything. It doesn't fit a lot of people. It's ridiculously backward in technology, and I'm not excited about my daughter 
going to a school. I'm not talking about a private or public school. I'm talking about any school. Yeah. I'm not even excited about it. I don't even think it's any good. I know that's crazy, but I don't see the education system as being a really good thing that we have. I mean, it's better than nothing in a way, but it seems like a joke to me. Yeah, I'm very concerned about I mean, Ruby got into a great school, so we're super happy about it, and her teacher's awesome. I know the school's going to be awesome and all that stuff, but I, I kind of agree. One of the, the issues, though, is because technology is changing so fast and adding so much that the system cannot keep up, and it was a flawed system to begin with. So education it may not in general have been flawed in 1890. Is, is, is just going to be behind. 1920, it probably was pretty good. Way to get the textbooks, send them out to the classes, have the whatever. Well, I, I disagree. I feel like it just – I get it. I understand. You need to be taught, but the way we're taught in school and in church, I think – in general, is one person gives you a certain amount of information, and then you have to learn it a certain way. Just stop right there with the person that gives you the information is somebody that makes $32,000 a year and says, I want to be a teacher. Right. They're not good at necessarily talking, teaching, lecturing, public speaking, uh, so, you know, child psychology. I mean, some of them are, though. Some of them are attracted to that profession because they are. Okay. There's, I agree. I've had three good teachers out of the 50 teachers that I've, 100 teachers but I've had. But you're right. Even people don't put it as a priority because we don't use our tax money to pay teachers. I mean, if if teachers made really great money, like a doctor, imagine how amazing it would be. Now, how about you don't need them? How about there's a YouTube video that delivers that history? Oh, sure. How about one episode of Dan Carlin's Hardcore History is better than four, eight hours, 20 hours of lecture? I mean, from a teacher I had in high school where nobody's paying attention. He wasn't even there. He wasn't even good at delivering the information. He just taught out of the textbook. Dan Carlin's hardcore history is better than any high school education I ever got. But you can't. What are we going to do? But that's what I'm saying. Dan Carlin is making a lot of money and he is basically just standing in front of people talking. I mean, he is teaching in a sense. Okay, but I'm saying at least he's you'd be better off to hit play on that and replace the teacher. But what if you could have 10 Dan Carlin's you know what I mean? Like in a, in a place where you send your kids or whatever. I mean, well, that, you can't. He's one of the best in the world. Except for the problem right. is any the, the the simple solution is anybody can listen to him. You don't need a hundred. You don't need one for every thirty kids. That's ridiculous. Sure, you have. There's one Dan Carlin. Good enough. I can I can attest personally to the failing school system. My last two years of teaching, I taught the whole middle school, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade math, and it was because it was such a small school. And so basically. I am required to teach them the standards of their grade. Mm -hmm. And yet, so let's take the seventh grade. I'm supposed to be teaching them seventh grade standards, but they don't have the third grade stuff. So basically what they're asking me to do is, hey, you make sure they learn the seventh grade standards. And I'm saying, hey, but they don't know the third grade. They need third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Yeah, but you can't spend time doing that. You have to do seventh grade standards. Then standardized testing comes out. Oh, yeah. Which well, I mean, they are tested knows that on. all just garbage. It yeah, seems seventh like. I don't grade understand standards. why we pretend anymore about this stuff. Right. And then you know who they look at as a failure is the teacher. There's no other way to do it. You can't. But that's what I'm saying. This isn't like an evolving system that's increasing like any other thing. It's just like, ugh, we're stuck with this whole thing. It can't really do anything. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, I will you know, fail a bunch of kids saying, hey, they don't have the tools to move to the next year. And they're all socially promoted, every single one of them. Well, I also think you, oh, you're talking about the standards in seventh grade and third grade. It doesn't really matter to me all that stuff. In fact, I would go as far as to say, I don't really think that you need much school after third grade. I mean, I really don't. 
I would be fine. Like, I don't think my daughter's going to do well in school or it's going to be a good place for her. I, I, I could be wrong, but I don't think she's going to have a great time there. And I'm not going to have a great time with her teachers and, or any of that stuff. And I think after third grade, I don't think I've, I don't think you learn anything important after third grade. Uh, super, super early. I would say at least sixth grade. You're on to something, but not third. Yeah. I mean, in general, I mean, I understand. I'm just making that up, but I'm saying it's not like stuff I'm learning in late middle school and high school is even anything plus if you wanted to learn it you can learn anything anytime you want to you don't have to sit through this and sit through that it just doesn't make any sense they don't teach finance or budgeting or there's very the computer thing's always going to be really behind i mean you could you can do so much stuff i really believe that if i if it was me i could take george out of school after fourth grade this is what i would do i wrote i wrote this down i told toby about it before but i'll see if i can find it i have it on my computer but if i was if i could take georgia out for fourth grade I would have her only do experience stuff from that point on. I don't think she needs ever to go in the classroom again, in my opinion. Like, here's what I would do. I would have her, if I could have anything I wanted to, I would have her come out of school at like 10 years old. And this doesn't exist, of course. But if she could go do 12-week or, you know, semester internships for the rest of her education, I think you could learn everything you'd want to learn. But I would want her to, like, like here's, here's some stuff I wrote down of what I think would be better. If you could go do some kind of, functional internship at i don't even care if it's age 10 but with web design and coding that would be good yeah and then uh one about just writing like if you could be around people that just wrote stuff newspapers blogs like intern with a blogger for 12 weeks when you're 12 years old i don't even care that would be you would learn so much from that um computer science and the tech stuff would be good i would like that i would rather her instead of chemistry in high school to sit in with a design firm that does graphic design. I would want her, you know what else I would want? The one of the most important one, I'd put her in an auto mechanic shop for a semester Yeah. at age 14. You, you just work, whatever it is there, you will, you will learn it. I'd want them to spend time doing uh, it with, with a counselor, like shadowing a marriage and family counselor to get a background in uh, what human relationships are actually really like in the real world. And of course, finance, I'd want her to be on a construction site for six months. I really would. I wanted to do. Yeah. I wanted to do a whole thing where she was working with a personal trainer or a gym or something fitness related, and of course, be in a kitchen and be a cook. Yeah. Those things would. Those things are all better than than history and chemistry and even subjects you may or may not like. Social studies, all that stuff. You'll learn that stuff in the real world if you need to. You will learn those anything you need to know if you're doing stuff. Yeah, and what's awesome about that too is. Uh, she Georgia will end up gravitating to wanting to devote her whole life to one of those. She'd be like, "This is what I really sure. like." But oh yeah, by the way, I can fix a car too. I'm just saying the skills you would learn by interacting with the me- other mechanics sure. are, are in sure. like put it this way. I'll tell you who I had a guy out here the other day. Now, how about math though? Don't you need more math? Well, let me tell you who's good at math. Who kicks my ass at fractions all the time? landscapers and construction yep. workers and mechanics what five sixteenths seven yep. eights all this stuff you know ask they don't they didn't study fractions in school they didn't do really good in third and fourth grade right those guys kick ass with about millimeter to metric metric to standard conversion and talking about you know oh that's about two quarter of inches and this and that they're, they're great with math they do cubic volume of gravel really well I mean, that, that that's math. It's practical math that they need and use. And you would remember that if you had to get a three-quarter socket enough times, you'll know what three-quarters of an inch is and what half that is and which one's slightly bigger and which one's smaller than that. That's good learning. Yeah, You don't learn it in school or you don't pay attention or it does not matter. 
you could learn all the math or you needed for computer coding. If you needed to know a certain type of math for your computer language you're learning, you can learn it on YouTube tomorrow afternoon. Right. You can. Well, I just like what you're saying, too, is I think the best way everybody learns is you do something and then you use all the things you learn things or figure out things that come from math right. or English or communication or the Internet or design or whatever it might be. All those things go into a lot of stuff. So and, and this is kind of that I I think a lot of people are thinking this way, too, but I do hate just, OK, now you go to history class. Yeah. Now you go to math class. Well, now so I think about to, I mean, even if they adopted my courses that, oh, OK, well, I'll tell you what we need a graphic design option for ninth graders well by the time you figure out what that is and curriculumize it and have a teacher certified to teach it and a book it, you're going to be five years behind and the teacher's going to be a joke right so it doesn't even that's what i'm saying it does, the system doesn't <laughs> even work in that way it just doesn't even, i mean a cooking class didn't you take home at well that's not the same thing if you just went and worked in a kitchen right at a, at a caribbean restaurant oh for, totally that would you would learn so much about people the socialization i'm not saying any Caribbean restaurant wants a bunch of kids in their kitchen either. I'm not I'm not talking about a solution. I'm just saying think of how backwards it is to think, what if we developed a curriculum that could be put for into sure. textbooks and sold in mass across the country for everybody? And then we t- – I mean, that's just ridiculous. Well, I, I would you can even learn go anything so far you want as... to on YouTube, and that sounds like a joke, but it's true. It even translates into the Christian world too when you think about all the people going to seminary, and then they get to church, and that's a completely different animal. Oh, totally. like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's crazy. Like, I see it with worship leaders. I see it with uh, pastors, and they are taught a certain thing of the education. And then you get into church, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. I got to do all this real world stuff and handle this. This couple's potentially getting divorced. This person just lost their father. Oh, my gosh, the financial yeah. situation here. We have to figure this out at this church. I mean, there's so much stuff that goes along. It'd be way better instead of going to seminary than just, just to go to your local church and shadow of them course, for six months and you, you wouldn't believe it shadow your worship leader shadow that's you what know. i really like about seacoast is that is their primary approach like seminary is not a prerequisite what's more important is the experience let me ask you guys this would y'all say that we are entering a season where uh, of of civilization where college is going to become less and less the college is a step? joke I agree, but it, I'm saying that in an extreme way. But I mean, it, of, but is culture going to gravitate towards seeing that? Like yes, right now, I told Priscilla, I said, will. "Look, we are not encouraging any of our kids to go to college unless they know exactly what they want to sure. do, and it requires a college degree." Well, think about it this way: Who are the people that you deem successful or look up to and stuff? I don't think many of the people that I like or want to emulate in any way are people that were 4.0, this and that, got this and that degree. I mean, there's a few that that are good, but they're academics and thinkers, maybe, but practically. I mean, I guess there's doctors and lawyers. If you know that's what you want to do, of course, that's reasonable. I'm not saying yeah. go do, get your law degree on YouTube exactly. But, you know, everybody since, you know, people, you could drop out of at least you don't have to go to college to, to, to do, be very successful. I mean, you really just don't. I think that's very obvious. It should be. Man, Matt gets on fire about education. Not about the Lord. No. What about school? If you want to be a doctor, just, just Matt, shadow, tell, just get shadow a, a doctor. No, Watch him do no, surgery. No, just look do on YouTube, YouTube and then do surgery, obviously. It's not that hard. I mean, what do they get, a scalpel? It's not that hard. I had to watch one video on uh, sterilizing a scalpel and the other on where to make the incision. No, save a ton of money. I, it's great. I, I, this sounds crazy, and I would never do it, but I do think if you watched a video on, like, say, how to get get someone's burst appendix out, I think you could do it. Like, they're, if they're, they're going to die, you're on an island. And, but you yeah, somehow have well, Wi-Fi. Could, but yeah. If you could just watch that, I think, I mean, it'd be better than nothing. Yeah, of course. Right. I'm, you know, Wouldn't it be good? 
I mean, everybody should know how to cut out an appendix. Can I? That sounds like a serial killer. <laughs> I don't agree on that one, but yeah. So, Matt, the only thing that's really funny, Joey, you'll get a kick out of this, I hope, is that Matt always tells that story about Miss Cook, how she was so mean. But here is the only <laughs> thing I hear. Oh, you've been a damn yep. dickhead yep. the entire year, and now you come and go, hey, Miss yep. Cook, man, it was really fun. And she's like, are you kidding me? Get out of here, you little shit. Yeah, of course. You've been an <laughs> asshole to me the entire year, and now you want to come up and say it was good? Was it good? I hope you fail in life. Yeah, that's right. That is exactly how she felt. I agree with that. But you know. I mean, you have to take some responsibility sure. for that, right? Except for I'm, I'm saying I don't see. I mean, she she was convinced from her point of view that I would be a fuck up though. That's all. I don't care. I didn't hurt my feelings. Was just I wasn't her being destroyed mad. over. I'm just saying. I don't think she really did. I actually think she was probably, probably thought, realized how smart you were and was just like jealous. Dang jealous. It, yeah, this guy it. is a dumbass and he's acting so stupid. I'm just going to be mean to him. That was just a, her being mean. I mean, you know I, what I mean? trust me, I'm bad to teachers. Like, I, don't get me wrong. They don't, they shouldn't l- have liked me. I understand that. Right. But I'm saying it's an impossible situation. It just was an impossible. It never was going to work between me and teachers. It just never was. Yeah. I could give you a million more stories. I'll spare them, but they, uh, it, it was never going to work. Not the best environment for me. All right, Matt, enough of you and your education and how shitty of a student you are yep. and how you blame everybody else for that. Yeah, Let's blame other take people. a break. All right, we'll, we'll come right back. All right, we got a, our sponsor that I love so much, and I know you guys do too who have already tried it out, and that's Audible. So Audible is a leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. They've got more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word products. And uh, you can sign up as an Audible listener and it'll give you book credits each month for a low monthly fee. They've got tons of good suggestions there. They've got tons of great books and it's I'm telling you this is perfect for podcast people. If you're a person that's used to put shoving your iPod headphones in your ear and listen to stuff and learning and digesting it. If that if you're that kind of person and I know you are because you listen to our podcast, then Audible's perfect for you to get really premium stuff. Toby, have you been doing Audible I, any I love books it. on there? It works so good for me too because especially like right now we're on the road. And I love packing light, and it's always tough for me to bring books because I'm like, well, I might need an extra pair of underwear or whatever. I have all my books right on my phone, and it's so awesome just to, like you said, pop in my headphones and my favorite books. Right now, uh, you know, you guys have been been listening. I've been doing a lot of dieting, and I'm reading Mark Sisson's The Primal Blueprint, which is an awesome book. Check it out. It's just changing the way I think about burning fat and how my body works and all that stuff. But I mean, it's just really neat to be able to listen to that. And I'm a person that honestly listens to podcasts when I work out, when I jog, when I exercise, when I'm riding down the road. Uh, You know, today we had like a 500 mile drive and it's just so cool to pop that in and I'm learning and I'm not getting car sick or anything like that by trying to read a book or carry that with me or keep up with the book. It's right there on my phone. I just use the app. It's awesome. Yeah, and so here's what we want you to do. We want you to pick out uh, any audio book of your choice, and it'll be on us. So here's what you want to do. You want to go to, you want to get a 30-day trial by signing up at www.audiblepodcast.com slash bcpod. So do that. Get the book Toby Recommends Primal Blueprint or pick out your own. Go to www.audiblepodcast.com forward slash bcpod for your free 30-day trial and audio book of your choice. Okay, let me let me do another thing here. Let me give you an example of how you don't need education. How about that? Okay. All right, here's a good one. Anybody in the world right now can make 
a website on Weebly like me? Did I go to school for graphic design? Did I go to school for computer science or coding? Toby, yes or no? No. Okay. Did I completely build the Emory Acoustic website and sell all our tickets for our business there and collect the money, make it look good, and have that go flawlessly? Yes or no? Hell yes. Okay. So you don't need college. What you need is Weebly. Weebly is created for people with courage to start their own businesses and be their own boss and do it for real. And you don't have to be a web designer or know how to code to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store. Okay? So, you know, I know there's tons of different things out there and options, and you can hire a big designer or a firm to do it. But if you're trying to get a website going, I think you might be better off to make your own because, first of all, you'll learn how to make it. You'll understand how stuff works. And Save money. Practically. Of course, you'll save money. That's that's just a no-brainer. You will save money, but also you'll be able to modify and maintain the site. There's so many sites we've made for Emory over the years where we paid some guy. I mean, I know we've paid $5,000 before to get websites made, and totally. then six months later, we there's no possibility of us even knowing how to update it. Right. And it didn't even have a CMS you could use or anything. It's just ridiculous. So Weebly's a great solution. We live in a great time for stuff like that, and you can truly customize, update, change your site Create your own site. You don't have to know anything specific to do it. It's for everybody. 30 million people have already started this with Weebly. There's 30 million people doing it already. So join them today for free at Weebly.com slash badchristian. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com slash badchristian. All right, guys. Speaking of uh, our childhood and education and the things that how we were brought up, um, I have a great first news story so matt i need you to kick the you music got it let me go straight buddy. to it yeah let's get into it yeah let's get into it inside of it in a world where your friend became a teacher and a pastor and it's the number one thing that his other friend matt can't stand war- wars against <laughs> and hates the most so he started a podcast with that guy my name is toby morrell it's what, the damn news well yeah i mean you you guys both got elementary education Degrees. Well, degrees. I mean, totally. And then Joey yeah, became a pastor. Like, two things that Matt, you can't understand I in mean, this world. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I would have to say that, of course, I sound obnoxious in my unfiltered thoughts there, but I guess I care about them because they should be good. Because I do like learn. Learning is definitely like my favorite thing, right? I mean, that's un- um, uh, obvious to people that know me that learning stuff is like my favorite thing so to see it fucked up so bad you you know is very very irritating same with church i am most compelled by jesus christ and my salvation and what he is and who i i mean that's like the uh, the biggest thing again and i feel like that's we screw that up super bad too so those I, i find a lot of frustration and those things being poorly executed and not serving people well. That's that's maybe the nice way to say it. Well, I'm glad that you are accurately assessing all pastors and teachers. That's a great skill. It's a great skill you've been given. I'm not saying all. I already told you I had three, I had three good teachers. Exactly. It's, so it's like, but you know what I mean? I mean, of course, I'm not speaking in absolutes. Any, nobody except for right. irritating teacher types would suggest that I'm <laughs> speaking in absolutes there. Of course you had this one class and you did this and your church we know has a good program. I, I get that. Right. Speaking in general. Well, speaking of our, of growing up and how we grew up, did stop you, looking at me Did like you guys that. watch uh, Fuller House? Nope. Yeah. Full House when you were younger. <laughs> oh, yes. 
Okay, so Fuller House is out now with Candace Cameron, who is a Christian, who is Kirk Cameron's sister. Duh. Right. I think everybody in the whole world so, does that, so especially you know, in the church. You know she's a Christian, right? She actually did really good for herself, like looks-wise. She's a nice-looking girl. Well, you're hitting on, you're talking not, about DJ being hot? Uh, you can't say some uh, girl's pretty without hitting on her? Well, you're thinking about her lustfully. <laughs> yeah, let's, you want to spend about 10 minutes on her physicality and her looks? Yeah, tell tell like, us more about, about her body. I don't know about or, her well, body. How, I'm just saying her face how, is how very good pretty. she did yeah. with it. <laughs> That's what you said. You're sick. <laughs> yeah, well, like what about her butt? Like, how good is her yeah. butt to you, right? Yeah. On one scale of 1 to 10, Pastor Joey, how good is Candace yeah. Cameron's butt? I'll just to appease you guys, I'm going to say a nine. Oh, okay. my Lord. <laughs> you know it that know. well? I've never seen her butt. No, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in the same topic. TJ Tanner's looks. Keep going. <laughs> Joey's, if you look on his history, I looked on it one time. It's djtannerattributes.com. <laughs> is this just the number some, one most visited site. Is this just some like leftover notes that you didn't get to in your sermon last week, and now you're doing it on the podcast? About DJ Tanner? Yeah. <laughs> how, she, how good her looks are? <laughs> you... Back when you were watching the show, you hated Steve because DJ was so hot. Her boyfriend, Steve. Uh, Fuller House. This comes from Fox News. Oh, I love you, Fox. Fuller House star Candace Cameron Burr ripped for show's racy storylines. Fuller House is filthy as shit. It's Netflix original. They can do whatever they want. It's nasty, boy. Ripped by TV critics who couldn't stand it, the Netflix series is also in trouble with viewers who say it's too racy to be considered family-friendly viewing. That is stupid. The light swearing and continual sexual innuendos in Fuller House were too much for my eight and six-year-old daughters who are so obsessed with Full House, one fan wrote. I'm hoping season two is more family-friendly. She's not stopping watching. <laughs> if not, I'm not I may hold watching, out until season seven or eight, and maybe they'll tone it down. I'm, th- I'm hoping the same thing on Game of Thrones. By right, season exactly. nine, I'm hoping for no nudity. <laughs> no nudity, no profanity, <laughs> no killing. I'm going to hang Another in there, di- though. <laughs> Another disappointed viewer here. Please make season two appropriate for family viewing. I don't want political correctness, same gendered kissing, etc., sexual innuendos, masturbation references, sexy dancing and drinking. I want the cheesy jokes, hugs, and silly scenarios that Full House is known and loved for. Please cut the other stuff out. And another fan requested that Star Cameron Cannon Burr, an outspoken Christian conservative, connect more with her her faith on season two. Hope you stand up for your Christian convictions and clean up the language, wardrobe, alcohol references, and multiple love interests storylines. I was disappointed. She kisses various random men during her dating escapades rather than trying to get to know the person in order to forge a committed relationship. Not to mention that the entire show is filled with characters drinking, fornicating, and all-out debauchery. Mm -hmm. Did I hear you correctly at the very beginning say that Candace Cameron ripped the show. For no, no, these are viewers. She okay. was ripped by viewers okay. because right. of that. Gotcha. Right. So I, when I read this, I just thought, where we are headed towards something just crazy, where people are like Christianity, or maybe this is evangelicals, probably like we've been saying lately, uh, are going to press super hard that. Everything has to be a certain way, and there will be no creativity or invention or whatever. Like it, nobody here. Like the, the when I see people write stuff like this, what they they are not saying. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I just can't. It's not good for me or my family. That would be okay. I could actually accept that. They're saying no, change this for me because my faith dictates that you should, and your your faith dictates too that you should be doing this, this, and this without any concept of how a TV show works. How, uh, you know, uh, pr- production of a TV show works, the industry works, anything like that. Like, 
just the idea of just saying, hey, she kissed a guy on on scene or whatever. Like you have to build a relationship quickly to add new characters. And so, right. I mean, just just that idea. Or alone, standing up for it, her faith, as in she should, you know, right. make sure to alter the script and give them the revisions with the testimony right. parts, like exactly. as if that and, would work. And this isn't. Right I mean, off. this is DJ Tanner. This isn't Candace Cameron Burr. Like it really is a uh-huh. character that right. you play. It would be the exact same thing as a Christian going, oh, well, when I play Hamlet. I have to say that Jesus Christ is Lord of all somewhere in like that's stupid. Yeah. That doesn't do anything. It goes back to being a plumber. I don't want them to do that. But what's really what's really scary to me, do y'all think like the evangelical right is so scared that that they have to try and interject here and force this and it's maybe coming to a head? Like are we are we really going to see where there's just watered down terrible Christianity because the evangelicals say, Well, at least we have this and there is yeah. no nudity. There is no kissing there is no cursing there is no innuendos or anything like is it really going to get that where when you talk about christianity it literally is just the most bland boring stuff in the whole world well yeah don't they have their own <laughs> whatever don't they have their own netflix uh, for christians i mean they're going to force you know they, there's god tube right. i totally <laughs> like youtube there's god tube i totally totally disagree facing the giants fireproof I mean, I can go. God off. is not dead. You're <laughs> right. You might have put me in my place. Oh, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Those are some movies, man. I mean, yeah, no, <laughs> well, I mean, they did have, have an atheist in it. I so think that's pretty what, yeah, it fundamentally is the same thing of Christians or evangelicals or or dumb people. I could say as well in the case where they they are really lacking a cultural awareness and don't even understand art or its interaction with the world right. with the world. So first of all. This, I mean, Full House is, has been off the air for 20 years, and a lot has changed in 20 years. So this one lady says she wants it to be just the same as it was. Well, it. Right. Th- what I'm saying is you have. To, it's a little bit meta here, but even if you did the same thing as they were doing then now, it wouldn't be the same thing. It wouldn't mean the same. I mean, if it would at those times, at that time, it was. It would have been that the Uncle Jesse and Rebecca thing w- could have been a little bit racier than they thought it would be today. Exactly. So wouldn't, right. even if you repeated the exact same jokes, first of all, there'd be obviously no point in doing that because you can just go watch the old show. Secondly, if it's not at least uh, up to date with what the times are and what television is and how people consume things, they would totally miss and fail in every way too. So then, And then beyond that, it's still an artistic choice for a writer or a director or Netflix or the producer of what they're making of how it would work. So it just doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. And it's really weird because right now we have more specific stuff that we don't tolerate in media or, or that people raise flags about like they said, light cussing or whatever, but it's weird because it's really should be, sometimes it's the content and the message sent can be really bad as long as there's not like on scene kissing or say this certain word. Example of that, I would say, is right. And I've said this before, I believe, but a picture this show. It's uh, like a show that I would like to do maybe in the future if culture could be ready for it. So picture this four women living together in South Florida, racy. Like they live in a house and they date and they talk about their relationships. And one of them is actually a, like a slut. And that's like the main part of her character is like she hooks up with people a lot. And and do that. And so it's them doing life together in this really racy South Florida kind of vibe. But I, I you know, I think that might be hard to get that show, you know, put on the air because of the content, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I think I know exactly where you're going with that though. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> Golden, Golden Girls. Girls. <laughs> okay. 
So that is not a matter of content. It's just a matter of the presentation and the way it's heard and the way it's seen. But I mean, the, the implication of Golden Girls is much, much more immoral in a Christian than Fuller House is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or, but it's just not seen that way. Because or a doctor, a doctor that like touches women's vaginas. That's the Cosby show. Like that's exactly what well, the Cosby show is. That's a little bit different on so many <laughs> levels. But I see your point, I, Joey. <laughs> that, you know, that, that is actually uh, because I, I'll be honest. I, my first reaction was, yeah, I could see where someone's coming from as far as just kind of wanting that old school style of entertainment. It's retro. It's like, well, that that is Full House. But, but so let's just full bring house back Full House. It but wasn't no, retro what, when it was on the air. Exactly. It was so current. I, that I you, you sold me. I mean, for sure. I, I uh, That makes a whole lot of sense as far as what, what Full House would be now if you tried to have that same sort of feel. But I, I definitely, I guess I'm a little more sympathetic to that knee-jerk reaction of, oh, man, I wanted those those feelings that I had. You know, that's just easy to fall into. I wanted that. You know, I wanted to feel that way. I wanted mm-hmm. those old memories to kind of come back. Wait a second. This is totally not like that. Well, and so maybe they're taking it out on the well, morality I think Matt just made a good point, too, though. It really is like, it, are Christians so uninterested in art then they're only interested in what they think is right so that art is dangerous to them. And if you actually did, like one of the jokes, I was looking it up to see how bad it actually is. It said top 10 moments from Fuller House. Like one of them, the, the things they're probably talking about is like Kimmy uh, Gibbler, you know, posts a Photoshopped Channing, Channing Tatum butt on the DJ's online do- dating profile. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like this silly stuff. I mean, it, this isn't like, no matter what, y'all realize, like, this is the least craziest show, most manufactured, laugh, silly joke show possible. And they really? even intentionally did that. And so, I mean, it always was. I mean, it's, it, I I'm mean, saying at this point, I didn't yeah. watch it. So, it's, no, but I mean, ev- you know, even based on Full House, it's not like Full House jokes were the greatest, oh my gosh, one liner, amazing jokes. They were supposed to be silly and cheesy and about this. And that's the, the whole point of, of Fuller House, too. They tried to keep with that. But obviously, they added some new stuff. But it really does make me question, uh, like, we are, are we we can't even be make good art. And if so, that means the music in Christianity is going to get worse. Any type of art stuff is going to get worse. And that means yes. if that's watered down, then that means even the s- sermons and yes. messages and all that stuff is going to even get worse and more bland and more another. Cause you can't really say too much about sex. Can't really say too much about the uh, big people. You can't really say too big much people. about depression. You can't really say too much. You can't say anything. That's true. Yeah. But what, what I agree, I actually agree with every single thing you're saying. However, that, that will continue a hundred percent. You're right. Except for maybe even more alarmingly, that amount of people that follow that stream is going to shrink though. That comes at a cost of, right. That's not that group is not going to grow. However, that group will only shrink as people like us and people listen to this show and the other people you know that that are Christians that are doing good stuff and relevant to culture and ha- you know aren't obnoxiously conservative. Those people that that stream is going to continue that way, thus isolating more and more perimeter boundary alternative and then gro- you know population. So yes, it will yeah. get worse and the group will get smaller that is involved that's the that's the thing but i'm wondering are they such a vocal minority maybe they're the majority now what that it's going to be even more associated with that's what christianity is they're just this foolish well that's what i'm saying that's the problem with it it drives people into saying i guess i'm not evangelical anymore i guess i'm not christian anymore i don't care what how you label me right and i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but that's what the cost will be if that's what christianity that's what we keep seeing that's what people keep saying 
And they don't, when I hear somebody say, if that's what Christianity is, then I'm not that. I don't typically hear that to mean I don't care about Jesus. Yeah. So that's what, you know, yes, that, that mentality is not going to go away and it might get worse. And then what will be the result of that is the interesting question. It's not going to grow the movement. That's not going to happen. Don't y'all think that if in the 80s we were given a snapshot of what entertainment would look like in 2015, pretty much every single Christian would say, that's when we got to abort. For yeah. sure, yeah. we cannot True. watch any of that. And most Christians, we're watching entertainment. Right. I mean, d- does that lend itself to believe that no matter how out of hand entertainment gets, like no, Christians will always be engaged? But, but here's no, the thing: what the thing you, you don't have to be afraid of it because no, exactly, it, it swings uh, both ways. And so, what's going to happen? <laughs> but seriously, like it, media and entertainment and art will will go super hard one way, and then it goes back in in reaction to that. Like it'll go from really crazy sex scenes to none or so you know what i mean like it will people right because art imitates life and yes that that will happen and it'll be okay and and these people that are complaining they say some of these racy things they kissed boys before when they were dating they've done you know what i mean like they've done all these things and now they want to say nope you can't do that because somebody might do it too and i'm just like no everybody's gonna do stuff too people are gonna kiss people people are gonna make bad jokes the the question the question in there philosophically and people debate, although I'm firm on, on my position on it, is that the media and the art that we create is in response to the, what people are. It's not like if you put a bunch of cussing on TV, then culture starts using cuss words. It's, it's no. Finally, we know that people talk this way and it's more normal. And then art is able to be able to do that more. Additionally, I would point out that people were super upset with Bart Simpson and the message he was putting across. Totally, I know a lot right, of people totally. weren't allowed to do that. I remember if I'd watched Cheers... And Norm said ass or somebody called Diana bitch. I mean, that that felt like think about just try to draw the parallel. Yeah. You remember how that felt, not because you were nine or 14, but even if you'd have been a 35 year old pastor at the time when you heard, you know, somebody called Diana bitch on at 945 at night, what that right. meant and what that felt like in 1989, that really felt like something. Yeah. Now, Dude, I remember, okay, but, I but now it doesn't. Now if somebody and that's not because we've gone to hell in a handbasket, there's a new boundary that is pushed that feels exactly the same as that now. But it's not that. That doesn't everybody's fine with that now, in a way. Yeah. But there's a new I, thing that we're not fine with. Thus, that's where we're at as a culture. So it's very I'm not saying Game of Thrones or a porn, pornographic thing is equivalent to that. However, use of certain words and languages and where art winds up landing is pushing the same buttons it always has. It's just, is, but it's arbitrary. It's not necessarily everything's worse now, and it doesn't yeah. matter. That's not the way it is. I remember watching Adventures of uh, Pee Wee Herman. What's it called? Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. And actually, yeah. when he says, oh, then the movie, when he yeah. says, no, the actual movie, and he says, uh, I don't want any of your crappy bikes. And my cousin actually said, oh, God, I hope my mom didn't hear that. And she turned the TV down because <laughs> of the word crappy. I mean, yeah. Just crazy. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, imagine if uh, Little House on the Prairie came out now. You would think it would be a little better. Like, it might be a little rougher around the edges and stuff, but that would be more. But it would and have to you, be to just simply be the same, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. It would have to be just to be the same. And also, you don't want stuff to be the same. Right. You just don't. It, it just gets stale. I Actually, just so y'all know, I looked this up on Bustle.com, like, top 10 jokes from Fuller House. These are awful, like... Okay, here they go. When uh, Max, the kid, rehearsed Old MacDonald for a concert, 
Stephanie goes, don't worry about it. You're not going to quack under pressure. Stephanie went <laughs> asked if, if his duck noise sounded convincing. I mean, these are just that's, uh, like, that's just like the she same old at, jokes for sure. Right. She works at a veterinary clinic and she actually gave Darren this cute guy uh, some worm medication, heartworm medication. He goes, I'm trying to worm, worm my way into your heart. <laughs> like, I mean, there is, well, that's what I'm saying. None of these are going to be bad. Like, they are all, like, uh, here's the bad one. Uh, when DJ was worried about rating poorly on Uber, she said, what if Uber sees my boobers? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it just, it's just. Oh, gosh. Please stop there. <laughs> here's, a, here's a filthy one from Kimmy Gibbler when uh, they were going out on a date night, and she goes, I'm officially naming the three of us the She-Wolf Pack. And then she put her ears up, like wolf ear, hands like wolf ears, and went, ooh. <laughs> it's just terrible jokes that aren't that crazy. And this isn't unbelievable. And I can't believe this is where people would take the time to write and go, I'm not with my family, but I'll at least watch the second season, but not with my family and all this. I mean, it's just, I'm just really am worried. It's going to get worse for Christians because they are so scared about this, like that what Christianity is. All this stuff is not about Jesus at all. All this stuff is just about stuff that people think you're supposed to do. Just like the church I grew up in. All it was about was the rules. Hey, Christianity is now. I don't. I mean, I don't really remember people saying Christianity is about Jesus. It, it's like he did this work. I guess they did, but it's just more your club, I mean, more your team, whatever. It really always was about the things you don't do, and yeah. and and the evil outside. The outside's evil. You stay away from them. They will make you drink. They'll make you cuss. They'll make you do terrible things, and then you won't believe in God anymore. Yeah. And all those things to me have happened, and I feel like. In lots of ways, my faith is stronger. Well, you know, the so. easiest way to sort it out is think of how horrified those people would be at, at our podcast. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Lord. I know, and we're saying we're Christians. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? All right. Y'all ready for another old news story? Mm-hmm. This comes from the Huffington Post. I thought this was pretty funny. And, Matt, this goes to your favorite thing in the world that you love more than anything, the lottery. Mm-hmm. One brother wins big in the lottery and the other not so much. Two brothers who bought Powerball lottery tickets in Florida at the same time both won. But while James Stockless, 67, scooped the $291 million jackpot after going in with his two friends, his sibling Bob Stockless won $7. <laughs> <laughs> Which raises the question, if this happened to you, would you share? We've talked about this before. Luckily for Bob, James is the generous type. We've been laughing a lot about it. He doesn't need to worry about nothing. James told New York Daily News, family's family. He's not going to worry about anything. The siblings were driving back to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania in their RVs on Tuesday after a month-long fishing break in the Florida Keys when they both purchased tickets at the Tom Thumb store in Marathon. On Friday morning, James discovered he'd won while eating in his usual hometown restaurant. I was yelling, and I bought everyone in the diner breakfast. <laughs> uh, when when I found out, I was shaking for an hour straight, and he told his friend. He then called his friends and his brother to say, we are going back to Florida. The family reportedly chartered a private jet to fly them back down to the Sunshine State, where they posed for photographs with their winning checks. James opted to receive the money for his group uh, in a one-time lump sum payment of one hundred ninety-one million four hundred seventy thousand. Bob hasn't released the details about how he plans to spend his seven dollars. Um, and the Tom Thumb Store will also receive eighty-five thousand dollars for selling the mm-hmm. jackpot, winning jackpot. So, a few things that are interesting there is one. I guess if you take the lump sum, they took it was two hundred ninety-one million, right? So that means he lost a hundred million dollars by taking the lump sum. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. 
I mean, that is, Matt, now I agree with you. You've said it before. It's like a voluntary tax. Can you imagine any other, like, the government literally says. The whole thing I mean, is a government I mean, money-raising scam we're gonna against the people, against million dollars. I mean, that's all it is. And then what's really crazy is that I, I really don't know, and I'll, I'll plead ignorance here, if they're doing anything good with the money. Like, are roads better? Are schools better? Are any, it's any it's post office cheaper? Any, I mean, mm-hmm. is anything, $100 million they got off this one lottery. Yeah. From that a, is crazy. And it's, 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 I, I find it just twisted and bizarre. I mean, it's like, first of all, the whole thing is, a, okay, I'll give you three categories of what I would consider to be bad or wrong, or you could even go sinful, yeah. fantasy. And that's what this is all about. So obviously everybody thinks of pornography as a fantasy. So you, you're just, right. you think about it, you imagine, you leave reality and spend time in this other indulgent universe that is bad for you. That's that's pornography and it's bad. Right. Um, and people don't equate these, but I will. I think another one that's weird is um, I think a lot of people have morbid fantasy, which is the opposite of pleasure. But nonetheless, you're leaving reality. You're worrying about this stuff. Uh, I mean, I, I I war against it. Sometimes I have bad dreams or think about it or picture something bad happened to my daughter. And I say, don't think about that. And and honestly, why would I? There must be something that's attractive or I get out of thinking that when I say. Less, enough with the morbid fantasy. And some people have a lot of problem with that. They live in a, 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 a way where they think about negative or bad things, and it's harmful to them, and it's, it's fantasy. And I would say that the lottery is nothing but a giant financial spank bank. It's just a joke. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it, there's nothing real about it. Anybody, I mean, if you wanted money or financial stuff, there's great ways to operate and behave, and playing the lottery is only a way for you to sit there and fantasize about how what you would do and how badass you are and what you do if you have the money and who would you share it with and all the good you would do and what I mean that all that is just to me is gross and I, and and the government totally preys on it and sells it to poor people who don't have a good financial sense in the first place like you could just save all the money that people put in the lottery it would be tremendous for them and their wealth gain over time and the and you hear you heard the little piece in there where they give the the the, the little cricket there gets $80,000 right incentivizing the pushers of this goofy voluntary tax on poor people and then they keep half of the money anyway and then whatever they do obviously they don't give all the money back to the people who played the lottery they already keep more than half of it for taxes, and then when anybody even does win, they're just going to pay income tax on that. So it's a big, it's a big uh, scam on people. This is it's ridiculous. Anyway, w- would you share the money? What would you do with yours? Well, I thought it was cool <laughs> the way the guy wrote that. He's like, "Yeah, my my brother's not going to worry for anything. I'll give you know, it doesn't matter about the money." And then I thought it was really cool. They immediately got a private jet and flew back to Florida. Like, <laughs> like, they, like they went bad. Like it was cool. Like they, he didn't even think about it. Like, yeah, I'll rent a jet and we'll fly. We're going to Florida. It's going to be fun as shit. <laughs> he just flipped the switch. That, that would be so awesome. Yeah, like he immediately became wealthy. Like, yeah, uh, this is what you yeah. do when you got money. You got and so. That was really cool to me, and I like that he said that. Now, of course, I think you're right. It, there's going to be problems, but you heard it here first. Matt says, "Don't play the lottery. Watch porn. Porn, yeah. is, porn is better yeah. than the lottery." So I'm, at least do I'm that. I'm going to call. Uh, at least do that. That just yeah, came to free. me, but I'm going to call the lottery is just your big financial spank bank. And you know what I mean? It's your fantasy. That's all it is. Hell yeah! Oh, think about those millions. Oh baby, I do this. Uh, I buy this for him. It just that is crazy. I'll still play. I do think it's fun when you go in there and buy that that ticket and just the that. Do you know? Hold on for one second. Hear me out. Of course, I get everything you're saying, but 
for that little bit of time for a dollar or two. Wow, what a little bit of a rush. Yeah. I know it's the, I, I agree with you. That is a spank bank. Like when last time when it got up to what was it, billion, a billion dollars or something? I remember when I bought it, I was like, ooh, did what I looked at the numbers for a second. No, I didn't look at I was like, I'm not gonna look at the numbers because I was like, I just don't want to know. And uh, I didn't look at them, I think, until the numbers were drawn. But I, for a couple bucks, that kind of high is kind of worth it. I mean, what else can you get for that? Like, ooh. Well, I'll put it this way. <laughs> a way more ethical thing to do is casinos. I mean, the craps table odds are, are close two. to 50-50 at least. You know what I mean? The right. R- roulette, you have two of those squares out of the 38 on there that are zero and double zero. That's the only advantage playing single numbers that the house has on the player this a lot of the casino games are just under 50 percent. they're much much more ethical forms of uh and and it's tra- also they're transparent i'm not i like gambling actually i like playing cards i love like simple gambling but certainly i want to look at it as uh give myself the best shot to win and to see it as entertainment and not pull the wool over people have a state-sponsored right. whatever i don't know it's whatever but uh, the casino is a, a, a significantly better form of gambling yeah you're right. I agree. You're right. So go gamble at casinos. Before man. you play the lottery, hell yes. Yep. Of course. Joey looks like he's about to pass out. Do I really? Yeah, you look terrible. I'm so sorry. What, are you sleepy? Uh, what, our podcast, our job puts you to sleep? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why do you have to be such a bully right now? You're falling asleep I am not at falling work. asleep. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Not, Your I'm eyes not. were barely open. That's not true. There, he sounds. <laughs> he's hardly talked for thirty minutes. You hear, Matt? Yeah, I hear rewind it. it. We'll play it back. All you hear is, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like, I don't know. That's not true. I do have a headache. That's probably part of the. Oh, little baby. <laughs> Fox News Health: Odor killing undies are now a thing. Ooh, Joey, I like these, that. This article is for you. I that, love that. I wish you could do too. something about monkey butt. Do you know though. how much how much longer I could hold off a shower if I had under killing odor? Underwear. Dude, imagine monkey butt killing undies. I know. I love it. That would be awesome. It eradicates your monkey butt. Yep. Have you ever shit your pants? Yep. The latest innovation in under... <laughs> Fox didn't say that. That was a joke. <laughs> Y'all just believe that? <laughs> the latest innovation in undergarments comes from the UK, and it has quietly landed in the US. Shreddies, as they are called, promise to suppress the odor from uh, flatulence. The innovative undies, which will set you back between $37 and $75 a pair. Good Lord, I'd rather smell it than (laughs) dealt that. Uh, A a pair come in both boxers and briefs and are for both women and men. Thank the Lord for that. Uh, The maker of Shreddies claims its understated underwear is able to remove the foul odors because they are equipped with strategically positioned carbon fiber filters. They are being marketed to, to people with digestive disorders and really to anyone concerned about such an issue. The new undies, undies, a breath of fresh air in the undergarment sector will be sold at on Amazon. Um, so Matt, how does that work? It goes through a carbon fiber. It's, it's a filter. It's just a Brita for your butt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool though. You could just like, but you don't I have mean, to hold it in. Wouldn't in that be uncomfortable when I, I'm, I, a filter though you'd sit on it and stuff all you it? need the next th- you don't even need the underwear you just need brita butt plug is all you got to make and you'll be all good <laughs> put a butt plug in yeah that's what it is actually that makes sense i mean i mean that you know it's a, that's what a, a a water filter filter charcoal filter is a carbon based whatever charcoal okay why would that stop the smell when it, when when something goes through there 
obviously the it just passes by it stops wood. well i mean it's like any filter a filter itself has stuff in it i mean all filters would be this way i'm not going to specifically yeah. speak to how this one works but like uh you know how uh for instance charcoal is really super dry for instance yeah. So it would it things that would come through it would it would soak up really well. So if the stuff in the filter, the filter might would pick up certain chemicals and smells and stuff that binds to those molecules that are prepared that are like you know just like a paper towel soaks up certain things. Right. A, a charcoal would so- soak up certain other things. This carbon fiber would be primed uh, in order to reach an equilibrium of something that's missing from it. And so then that that particular filter will take the things that it's attracted to, like hydrophobic, hydrophilic type of yeah. interactions, and it would take those particles out. And then the other type of filter would be just literally physically screening, like small enough part, only small enough particles, water could go through, and larger particles would be physically screened or filtered out. I have a feeling that this is mainly going to be women that buy this. Huh. I, I just think dudes don't care as much. Like, I think they'll just go, ah, I'm not going to pay extra and for that, and y'all can just deal with it, right? Women might be a little bit more sensitive to their smell. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. How often, how often is it? Sounds like it's for stinkier people, not clean people to me. Is this just for, like, farts or, like, stinky butts right. after pooping? It's just people that fart a lot and don't want it to always. Okay. They want to go out and hang out and not be like, ah, oh, sorry, I'm farting. Yeah. Unreal. I, now, get I think that. there'd be some other people open to that. What's funny, though, is you're right. They don't show, like, uh, they don't show like a regular dude in boxers. The 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 shot for odor killing undies is a just a unbelievably built woman with panties on. And that's it. I mean, that's how they. I mean, isn't that crazy? Like they're talking about farting, and we're thinking you're thinking about a guy farting and stuff like that. But the picture is just a female, mm-hmm. just perfect body with panties on. It's just crazy. Sex sells even fart underwear. You do you yeah, get fart underwear? You sell it. So anyway. All right, that's the damn news, guys. That's Shit. the damn news. That's the damn news. That is the damn news. That's that's another great podcast. Yeah, another, another great, great podcast. Hey, I want to send out some special thanks to Chris and Kate Abbott. You guys have been supporting us for a long time and at a very generous level. Become a friend of ours, and we want to thank you. Anybody else who wants to give to the Bad Christian Club, we call it the BC Club, go to badchristian.com forward slash contribute. And like Matt said a couple episodes ago, it's going to pay off soon. Not that it hasn't already, but like in music and book releases. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm excited about my book. I actually just wrote a whole chapter, and it's it's basically called the penis chapter because I write <laughs> basically about how much trouble oh, my Lord. penis gave me like my whole life and not the standard Judeo-Christian struggles of wanting to put my penis in certain places and use it in front of certain images, but actual just like a lot of infections and stuff. No, just like thoughts of uh, you know showing my dad and uh, just processing a lot. So it's super interesting. I sent it to the editor, our editor, and he replied. He said, "Wow, that's all I have to say." (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited about it. I I thought. I mean, is it for you to to write about this? Do you feel like you're just is it not some of the stuff embarrassing? It's like you're, it's just like true stories about you doing stuff that people go, oh my gosh, that's insane. H- yeah, how do you feel what, about that? Well, I was telling you earlier that I, I'm a little hesitant just because it does seem like it's just for shock value. But then you made the comment of, well, if it's true, I mean, you know, who cares what people think? Well, that's what I admire about and, it. But it, I, yeah, most people and I guess do at it. the end of the day, I have to be like, well, this 
these are the sorts of things that I struggled with. And even if it, even if there were no mental illness involved, I still struggled with it. So what am I just going to, you know, be embarrassed of something that I really struggled with, Mm -hmm. but I do think it, it highlights just how crazy mental illness can be. And just the certain thoughts, irrational thoughts that I processed, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully it makes people feel less crazy that are going through. Yeah, the same sort of right. Stuff. I think that's what it is. Like, first of all, I d- identify with it just because it's real. Like, whoa, I don't you don't often hear that. Just, oh, that's just exactly what it really was not told in some way. And it's embarrassing. So what's he getting at here? And then you just finish reading. You go nothing. He just told a story of how he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I really am attracted to it. I mean, I like making fun of you anyway. So, but that's the thing I wrestle with is it like, I'm not trying to just clownize my friend Joey, but in a way it's funny, but I guess only because you allow us to laugh at it, you know, and only because it doesn't own you. If you say it, I don't, I can't really put my finger on it, but for some reason it's okay for you to say how crazy you are and for me to laugh at it. Yeah, I think, well, the, the, the extent of those struggles and the, just how crazy and out of hand they were, uh, they are more in my past. So I think that makes it probably easier mm-hmm. for me to share. If I was still struggling with stuff, like I still struggle for sure. But if I struggled at that capacity, uh-huh. yeah, then that I would probably be harder for me to share. Cause I'd be like, Hey, I am currently struggling with thoughts about my penis. That's irrational. Crazy. <laughs> that yeah. would be really hard to say. <laughs> I, I for sure remember the part where like your name, like you got caught masturbating and you were crying and they called you the tearjerker. <laughs> <laughs> That part in the book is amazing. Depressed, uh, penis obsessed. <laughs> Joey's nickname high school was the tearjerker. I'm sad. I'm whacking okay, it. Okay, I got it. Jo- Joey is uh, depressed, penis obsessed, religiously oppressed, suppressed guy. <laughs> Here comes the tearjerker. <laughs> You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.